Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. This week, promises are kept. I read a bunch of Wonder Woman. Let's get into it. No one wants to know the man who stands for things without Thank you, Stan. Good stuff, putting in that same few minutes of theme song every other week. Well done. Well done, Stan. Uh, folks, welcome. Welcome to this to, to Panel Riot. Like I said on top, I, I read a bunch of Wonder Woman, and it was enlightening. I went all the way back. I went, I... <laughs> I read some weird stuff, and uh, I started... With Sensation Comics number one, I started with that. The four, I think I'm pretty sure that came out in the 40s. I'll have to double check it, but that that was the um, Wonder Woman's first. Uh, I, it, well, I guess it wasn't even really a solo comic because the first section was about her, and then there was. Anyway, we're gonna get into all of that first. However, I want to say a very sincere thank you to our newest Patreon supporter, our newest contributor. Uh, he is uh, hes a friend of mine. He's someone I've known for a very, very long time. TJ Tag at T-E-E Square, S-Q-U-A-R-3 on Twitter. Go and follow him. Thank you so much, TJ. Uh, he is our newest executive producer. He is uh, donating at the intern stand fan level, and uh, he's going to have some, some rewards coming to him in the very near future. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. Uh, you join our other wonderful Patreon supporters, and, and while we're talking about it, why don't we run down those folks as well? Ellen Hemmington at Coyotitude, Meredith Staten at Mare Bear Doodles. Those two are making art this very weekend at Anthrocon. Go and say hello and get some art from them. They are extravagantly talented artists um, and and absolutely worthy of your filthy lucre. So um, go and check them out. Tony Garza at The W Revolution. Ed Burke at Ed Burke 37 The great Sorgatron himself at Sorgatron. And, uh, and it's also worth mentioning that TJ as well is a just an insanely talented artist um we had a small collaboration uh, i believe that was last the end of last year actually and uh, i wrote a script for a short comic i think it was about four pages and he did the art and posted it that's available online um on panel riots tumblr tumblr.panelriot.com or the other way around but either way thank you thank you thank you you guys are making this show happen you're making it happen just as much as Stan, just as much as Watson, you guys are an integral part of the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, Wonder Woman. I read Sensation Comics, number one. And I gotta tell you guys, this was something else. I, this, I, this might actually be one of the oldest comics that I've read. It dates back to 1942, January 1942. 
and Sensation Comics number one, featuring the sensational new adventure strip character, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! Boom, 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 boom. Wonder Woman! Boom, 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 boom. We get a little uh, introduction uh, from the editorial advisory board of the Superman DC Comics magazines. And um, it's, a, it's a letter. It's a letter to the boys and girls. And it is addressed accordingly. Boys and girls. And offering you Sensation Comics, the eighth and newest of the Superman DC monthly magazines, we do so in the hope that it will meet the same enthusiastic response that you gave Star Spangled Comics and the Star Spangled Kid. Don't know who that is. We started to think about Sensation Comics over a year ago, but we didn't want to publish even the first issue until we sure we were sure it was going to be absolutely the finest comic magazine we could offer. Well, good work, folks, because you killed it with Wonder Woman. We know you're going to enjoy the Wildcat, Mr. Terrific, the Gay Ghost, the Black Pirate, and Little Boy Blue, and we're sure that you're going to love Wonder Woman. Aside from Wonder Woman, all of those sound like code names on a gay porn set. Here's what Gene Tunney, former undefeated world's heavyweight champion and now a lieutenant commander in the USNR, in charge of physical training in the U.S. Navy, says about Wonder Woman. Dear Charlie, thanks very much for your letter of the 14th and for the copies of the new feature. I think they were remarkable, and I want to congratulate you on Wonder Woman. Best wishes. Believe me, Gene Tunney. Okay, so maybe not a ringing endorsement of Wonder Woman specifically, but it seems to be official. It was typed. And there's a signature? Sure. All right, fine. Let's see if, if, you know, Gene's endorsement pans out here. So, here we are. Wonder Woman by Charles Moulton. Moulton. They they don't... Okay, I was going to say they don't waste any time and they dive right in. That's incorrect. They do waste a lot of time with a huge paragraph of text... There's so much text here, it is about half of the entire page. Like the crash of thunder from the sky comes the Wonder Woman to save the world from the hatreds and wars of men in a man-made world. And what a woman. A woman with the... This was 1942. With the eternal beauty of Aphrodite and the wisdom of Athena... Yet whose lovely form hides the agility of Mercury and the steel sinews of a Hercules? Who is Wonder Woman? Why does she fight for America? To find the answer, let us go back. Back to that mysterious Amazon isle called Paradise Island. To that enlightened land of women floated the unconscious form of a man, Captain Steve Trevor a U.S. Army intelligence officer who tried to stop a mystery bomber from raining death on an American army camp. So, Steve Trevor, right, inextricably linked with Wonder Woman's origin story. It seems He seems to be part of it all the time. And uh, he's, he's in the new movie. And he's being played by, by Chris Pine Tree. Um, now, in this original comic, they did not draw Steve Trevor 
to look anything like Chris Pine Tree. He has got very curly blonde hair and a dumb look on his face constantly. And while we're while we're getting into looks on faces, Wonder Woman looks sleepy throughout the entire episode, the entire issue. And I I understand that I mean the art style was very different and aesthetic and everything like that, but her eyes are always looking closed or droopy, and it's weird. <laughs> it's so very strange. Anyway, so we start in Wonder Woman's invisible plane. I don't know if she could fly yet. I don't think so. She could only jump real good. Flying in her invisible plane, and Steve Trevor's there, and he's all bandaged up. And Steve starts to wake up, and she says, he's stirring. Perhaps I'd better remove the bandages. Well, why were the bandages there in the first place? He's not bleeding. Ugh. And Steve says, where? I'm in heaven. There's an angel smiling at me, a beautiful angel. And she says, he's fainted. He's still very weak. He called me an angel, a beautiful angel. That's the first time a man ever called me beautiful. This is the fourth panel. It is 1942. It's it's not really excusable, but just please keep in mind that this was 1942. It's so important to all of this. So she flies to Washington, D.C., you see her flying over the Capitol, right? And then suddenly she's in a farm. <laughs> and she says, this deserted barn should do nicely as a hideout for my plane, which is invisible. She goes out of her way with Steve, who's dying, to hide her plane in a barn, which is invisible. And then she picks him up and carries him to Walter Reed. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I sure, and that's fine. 1942. Uh, she says, "Good thing it is still very early in the morning, so the streets are deserted." Yeah, I'll buy it. Night, Washington D.C. 1942. I mean, I don't know how it was back then. Probably not deserted, but who am I to argue with a, a very old and classic comic book? She gets inside and says, "This is Captain Steve Trevor of the Army Intelligence. He's had a brain concussion. See that he's taken care of." Oh. Oh, the days of brain concussions. And the doctor can just say, Who? What? But who are you? And then she runs out and says, I'll send you a full report sometime. Bye. Sassy. Good stuff. Um, but, hey. One step forward, two steps back. She's on the streets of Washington. Now, what do I do with my time? Hmm. Mother told me so much about the styles of American women that I'm dying to see them. And what is in the most the bo the most bothersome panel? She's looking at dresses, and the narration says, "Always the woman." Diana goes window shopping. Come on, come on, man! You couldn't make an effort. Jeez. So she's wandering around looking at clothes and stuff and people are starting to talk shit on her the hussy she has no clothes on the brazen thing <laughs> it's spelled out h-m-p-h h-m-p-h but oh no it's a it's a guy oh that's even worse there's a guy that says ha sour grape sister don't you wish you looked like that that's offensive this this is uncomfortable uh the guys are hitting on their on her and the women are uncomfortable around her scantily clad nature now 
This is the this is the classic Wonder Woman outfit. She's got the uh, red and yellow bustier, the white belt, the skirt which is blue with white stars, and she's got her you know Diana headband tiara, right? So she's shopping for clothes, and some guys hold up a bank, and <laughs> she jumps in front of their car to block the getaway, and of course they fire their guns at her because this is 1941. And she's she's blocking them with her wrists as, quote, quote, okay. Uh, but with speed faster than the eye can follow, the Amazon maiden catches the hurtling bullets on her wrist bracelets. Wrist bracelets. Are there bracelets that go elsewhere? I'm genuinely asking. Oh. Oh, it has been explained. Yes, there are ankle bracelets. My humble mistake. My mistake. Apologies. The corrections department has come through once again. So, and she's Wonder Woman's thinking it's fun to be playing bullets and bracelets again. And she says again, like this is a thing that's happened earlier in the comic. Like it's just normal that there was five panels earlier she was pay- playing bullets and bracelets. She breaks a guy's wrist and flings him around and knocks him into the other guys and basically beats the crap out of these uh, these filthy, filthy criminals. And then she takes off running. She just... Phew, the cops show up. She says... They say, we want to ask you a few questions. She said, some other time when I'm on the Quiz Kids program. Again, that is not a thing. So she takes off running and... Um, this guy in a terrible purple suit jumps in in an even worse green car to follow her. We get an entire page of Chase in which he narrates how quickly he's going. What the... She's running faster. I'll step on the gas to catch up to her. What the... She's going faster and the car's doing 35 miles an hour. What the... I've got the car doing 50 miles an hour and I haven't caught up on her. It's very on the nose. And... She's just running. She's just running down the street just for the fun of it. She looks real happy. And then she looks behind her and sees that a guy is chasing her in his car. So, as you would imagine, she runs faster. Because if a man in a creepy purple suit is chasing you in his car, you're going to run faster. And the guy just can't understand. He can't get it through his head. 60 miles an hour and she's still ahead. I'm going to open up this buggy to the limit. And he finally kind of gets up beside her. And she looks terrified. Understandably. This guy is gross. And he says, hey, wait. I want to talk to you about a business proposition. Now, this illustrates perfectly the difference between 1941 and now. If a guy runs you down with his car and says, I want to talk to you about a business proposition, you don't stop and chat with him. You get the everlasting F away from him. But no, she stops to have a conversation. And she says, oh, what's this business proposition you talked about? Apparently the guy's name is Al Kale, which if you rearrange it a little bit, it's Kal-El. What's that about, huh? Subliminal. And um, he wants to put her on the stage. He wants her to, you know, get on the pole, which is horrible. That's not true. He doesn't want to get her on a pole. He wants, this is 1942, they didn't have poles. They probably did. I'm naive. Um, he, they, he wants her to do the, the bullet trick, 
on stage. And she says, well, sure, that sounds great, and i got to do something until Steve wakes up. So that's exactly what she does. She puts on an act where a guy in a dumb outfit shoots at her with bullets, and she blocks them. And then we introduce the newspapers, the Daily Blade, um, uh, and the amusement page, with the headline, Bullets Go to Waste on Wonder Woman. And then another headline on another paper, which is like two columns wide and absolutely on the side, Wonder Woman Breaks Records at Bijou Theater. Hey, she got to play the Bijou. Well done. Uh, and then Mystery Woman, an incredible act. Now, the next one, I, I'm picking nits. I admit that I'm picking nits. But the fact of the matter is, my day job is I do work for a newspaper, and this page is absolute bullshit, okay? It starts like this, all right? It's the masthead, the Daily Blade. Fine, that's on top. I get it. Great. That means front page, right? There, <laughs> it's one long, unbroken sentence that covers the entire page. There's no headline, or it's all headline. There's one tiny picture of uh, Steve, and it says, Hospital authorities report that Captain Trevor has long, at long last recovered consciousness from a brain concussion caused the coma that lasted three weeks, a mysterious girl first brought him. It makes me insane. <laughs> because in the other headlines, there was punctuation. There is no punctuation on this one. It, <laughs> they didn't even try. They didn't even try to make... The, the letters are all over the place. The spacing is ridiculous. The kerning is terrible. Why bother? They didn't even try. They could have... He could have narrated it. They could have had anybody saying that out loud. There's a million ways to do it. This is hot garbage, and it makes me insane. Anyway, she quits. She quits the stage act, and the guy steals her money, so she jumps out of the, uh, the building, lands behind the guy's car, grabs the bumper, and the bumper won't take off. And she grabs him out of the car, beats the crap out of him, hangs him from a telephone pole, takes her money, and goes to the hospital. There, she finds a nurse who, apparently her fiancé just got a job in South America, and he can't send for her because his salary is too small. And she says, here, here, sell me your glasses. You can have all of my money and I will take your job as you at this hospital. So she immediately steals this woman's identity, not knowing anything about nursing, probably. And her her explanation is, look, by taking your place, I can see the man I love, and you can marry the man you love. No harm done, for I'm a trained nurse too. My mistake. She does know. Just a little money and a substitution, and we'd both be happy. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, jeez. I missed this part originally. She says, oh, by the way, my name's Diana. What's yours? Why, what an amazing coincidence. I'm Diana, too. Diana Prince. And you better remember that last name, because it's yours from now on. They just do a freaky Friday in front of the hospital. Steve wakes up and immediately says, oh, it's a beautiful angel. 
And Wonder Woman's excited because he remember she he remembered her. Anyway, he gets up and he goes to war, and some jerk old man doctor with a great mustache says, "He's gone. Overexertion may kill Trevor. It's your fault, nurse. You never should have left let him lift the room. Have whatever. It it's ridiculous." And she's she's reading a newspaper, and there's a huge thought bubble, which is all the headlines. And she just says out loud, sorry, doctor. And then she leaves. She just bails on the hospital. So now the hospital is without a nurse. She probably didn't even finish the shift. Goes and gets her invisible plane. Now, in the next scene, Steve's not playing with a full deck, okay? He is getting in his plane. He's flying. And uh, this enemy plane shows up, a mystery bomber he says, wow, he must be doing 650 miles an hour. I've got to stop him. Jumping blue blazes. That guy's got a flying fort. I can't even dent his polish. He shoots at this presumably enemy plane. Doesn't do any good. There's only one thing to do. Crash him. Here goes nothing. He just smashes his plane into this other plane. And he doesn't eject in time because... (laughs) Or he does and he pops his chute too soon because it gets ripped off. And then immediately he's fine. He's like, well, shoot's gone. Keep him flying, boys. I'm done. Fortunately for him, Wonder Woman shows up in her invisible plane and saves his stupid luff trousers wearing ass. And again, he calls her the the angel. And she's like, guardian angel's more like it, you idiot piece of shit. It's the beginning of a long line of remarkable women loving idiot men. Um... The other guy has also ejected from his plane. Apparently, when Steve smashed his plane into the other one, it worked, or the guy got so scared he ejected. She jumps out of her plane, deflects a couple bullets, punches the guy in the face, and drags him in. And she's like, oh, he's been wounded. Well, obviously. She nurses him back to health, and they figure out where the secret island is. They bust in on the evil mad scientists and Hitler... And Hitler! She starts with Hitler! Hitler's all crawling around there. And now, the the reason they're going to this island is because there's a gas that is reported multiple times to, uh, to penetrate gas masks, right? So they go there, and the first thing Trevor does is put on a gas mask and says, here, put on this gas mask. And then he shoots in a container of the gas. He, he, you know what? He has had a brain concussion, and I don't think it's his first. Everything explodes. (laughs) Everything blows up, and Wonder Woman's fine, and Steve's an idiot, and he's trapped under things, and... <laughs> she jumps. She jumps, not super high. And uh she's like, "Why didn't you jump?" And he said, "What am I, a kangaroo?" He's a jerk. He's a jerk, and if his hair was red, he would look like Conan O'Brien in this one panel. I wish you could see it. And she's like, "Your leg is broken." And he says, "Well, my leg does seem bent, but I'm glad. At least it shows you care. You, you he seriously, he seriously needs psychiatric help." He needs, like, five to six years of uh, rehab, both cognitive 
and physical. He needs so much therapy. He will never be the same. He is going to lose all of his friends because his personality is different. He's had one concussion too many, and Steve Trevor is... He's donezo. He is donezo. He should never leave that hospital bed. Which is fine, I guess, because Wonder Woman goes back to her nursing job, and uh, she starts flirting with Steve, and Steve's like, Hey, listen, Diana, you're a nice kid, and I like you, but if I th- if you think you can hold a candle to Wonder Woman, you're crazy. And then the last panel is her staring off into the distance with her droopy eyes, I'm my own rival, huh? That's funny. If mother could only see me now, a very feminine woman, a nurse no less, and a world full of men, and in love, too, with with myself for a rival. And that's it. That's that's our grand introduction to Wonder Woman. And it was, uh... It was something else. It was something else. As I stress repeatedly, it was a very different time. It was a very different time in comics and in the entire world. Um, I don't know that Steve Trevor actually ever recovers from his multiple concussions and brain damage. And and we'll get into that into uh, one of the other issues that I read. Uh, But it was fun. It was fun. It was kitschy. It was weird. It was uncomfortable in a lot of parts. And uh, it makes me glad that we have made at least some modicum of progress. Um, as a society, at least uh, some of us have. <laughs> so, uh, with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Panel Riot. Please stick around. Hey, folks. Me again. I have wonderful, wonderful news. Panel Riot has a brand new sponsor, and you have heard of them. Audible.com. That's right, folks. We're official. We're official. We are officially a podcast now. We are sponsored by Audible.com. And that is good news for you because now, this very moment, you can go to audibletrial.com slash panel riot and sign up for a 30-day free trial. Get a free audiobook. Check it out. Enjoy the service. I use Audible on a near daily basis. It is available on pretty much any platform that you can think of and if uh, if there's a book that you like there's an audio version of it check out this is my i'm, I'm very excited for this. this is my first uh first audible.com commercial for panel riot uh and i want to recommend one of my favorite books uh from the past couple of years is the martian andy weir's the martian the the movie starring matt damon was absolutely phenomenal but the book is so much better and the audio version really does it justice they really really knock it out of the park narrated by a young man named rc bray he does a great job as mark watney and the entire cast of characters so go and check it out go right now to audibletrial.com slash panel riot and sign up today you will not regret it Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you very much to uh, Audible.com. Really feels like we're a real podcast now. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got one of the big ones. So uh, we're reading Wonder Woman, and I, I felt that it was fair to, since we started with the beginning of Wonder Woman, to read a 90s comic. 
I like to ground myself sometimes and uh, read it, read a comic from the 90s. You know, this was when I became a, a fan of comics and it really gives me perspective. It really does on how different comics are now and how different they were in the 90s and how different they were in the 40s. So John Byrne. John Byrne is the man to blame for this comic. Uh, he was the writer and artist. And uh, Patricia Mulvihill. Mulvihill. Sorry, Patricia. She was the colorist. She did a good job. This is a really, really 90s comic. Very 90s comic. It's it's dark and it's dour. And the art... I mean, one glance at the art and be like, oh, that was 1996. Spot on, you know? She lands... Oh boy. Um not a whole bunch of stuff happens in this comic. It's there's a lot of action. It's mostly just action. It shows what Wonder Woman can do. She does a bracelet thing. There's a bit with the golden lasso. There's you know, she flies, she's got super strength, it's all shown off, right? Um, she lands in the city and beats the crap out of a, some soldiers who are fighting some police officers who are also um heavily armed actually it looks like she's in gotham because the um the police cars say gcpd so hey sure she's in gotham don't get excited folks there's no batman in this um she beats the crap out of the soldier guys and destroys their tank uh smashes their gun and uh, i think she kills a few of them she throws the tank on top of them so sure you know Wonder Woman looks like a badass. Good stuff. And then she chats with one of the police officers. And uh, then takes one of the guys she just beats the crap out of to interrogate with her golden lasso, of course. Um, cut two. They go to a bar where there's another police officer who I thought was Steve Trevor but isn't. And there's a huge bar fight. Because, of course, there is. And then Diana shows up in her plain clothes. Now, plain clothes for Diana is uh, uh, boot-cut jeans. And her boots are sticking out, and they are her red and white Wonder Woman boots. Um, plain black t-shirt. A brown overcoat that is uh, cut at the waist. And her hair is in a ponytail. It's very... Um, not a ponytail, a braid. Very simple, very straightforward. And she just kind of wades in and kicks the crap out of everybody. And as soon as they hear Wonder Woman's there, all the guys run away. Makes sense. Except for the bartender who pops up with a shotgun. And I think whoever this guy is, not Steve. I'm going to call him not Steve. Not Steve. I think just shoots and kills this guy. I can't tell if he shoots him in the shoulder or in the back. The art is weird. Anyway he kills the guy let's say he kills him not steve kills the guy and they find a giant vault behind the bar diana tears off the vault doors they go inside and she talks about how like i don't really know how strong i am it's difficult to find an upper limit against with which to test myself which sets up that she's going to find something against with to te what to test herself instead she gets beat up by a giant mech made out of rock just beats the crap out of her 
quote, the massive metal fists rain down a torrent of blows that drive the fallen Amazon fully six inches into the broken pavement. And you think she gets up and fights back. That doesn't happen. They just grab Not Steve and knock him out. And they throw, they drag him somewhere and throw him somewhere. And <gasps> it's Darkseid. Oh, they found Darkseid. And they say, hail Darkseid. These are the humans who invaded the labyrinth. And he says, of course they are. Everything is going, proceeding exactly as I planned. It's my Darkseid impression. And uh, that's it. That's the end of the comic. <laughs> it's crap. It's a crap 90s comic. It's not very good. The story's not very interesting. The art's real iffy. And then Darkseid shows up, because of course he does. Big old purple and blue guy. Hey, why not? Why not? It was the 90s. Nothing mattered, and everything hurt. Sorry, guys. Not much to say about this one. Commercial. <sighs> Will, you whining again. Yes. What's the matter? I don't have any good web comics. What? How can you not have any good web comics? I don't want to find them. We've been over this, Will. Have we? Over and over and over. How many times have I told you? All you have to do is go to soulsworn.com. What's that? What is that? What is it? It is the best web comic, not safe for work, that you will ever read. Not safe for work. Don't go there if you're a child. <laughs> Really? I don't like things. I mean, I I like things that aren't safe for work, and I like webcomics. What's it about? Did you say Soulsworn? Corey! Oh my gosh, Corey's here. I heard here. you guys talking about Soulsworn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ellen Soul said Swarm's it's great. a good webcomic. It's a fantastic webcomic. What's it about? Well, do you like sound effects? Yes. Like Donk? I love Donk. And Crunch? Crunch is real good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, then you're going to love this one comic. Okay. Also, there's there's big dog people and crab people and there's spider people and there's chicks that die but don't really die and turn into things and there's children. There's lots of children, but don't let that throw you off. There's also a guy that throws fish. I love guys who throw fish. Like that one Muppet. There are Muppets. Which Muppet is that? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't very heavily Muppet-inspired. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Juggling. Fish-juggling French Muppet. I I don't know. I took a lot of acid as a child, I just found out. So, (laughs) I could be wrong. Um, He exists. Yeah. What's it called? Soulsworn? Soulsworn Soulsworn.com. Fantastic. Is there action? Yeah. Is Is there cursing? Corey, is there cursing? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of cursing. Is there... Is there naked people? There's a lot of naked people. I don't know why you're whispering about naked people. Well, uh, okay. okay. Soulsworn.com? Yeah, soulsworn.com. Soulsworn.com. Yes. Yes, I know. It was rather abrupt. Another short segment, but hey, it wasn't good. And I talked a lot about that first one. And I wanted to give appropriate time to this last one. Wonder Woman number one, 2016. This is post-rebirth, post-rebirth. And I was excited to read this. I structured an entire episode of Panel Riot around getting the opportunity to read this issue. 
and it did not disappoint. It's wonderful. It's not a pun. I'm not going back. I'm not editing that out. If if you think that's a pun, that's on you. I did not make that pun on purpose. It's great. It's a real great comic. The art is absolutely gorgeous. If anything, it has improved from Wonder Woman Rebirth. We start with her in the jungle. She dives off of a waterfall. She says, I'm going to find the truth. The story keeps changing and nothing makes sense. I know you don't want me here. If I had any other choice, I would honor that desire. She dives off the cliff, but she doesn't dive into the water. She skims it, flies over, jumps into the jungle, and starts immediately finding skulls. Immediately. It is my preference to give three warnings. This is your first. I am only your enemy if you treat me as such. The art is so, so good. It's detailed. It's atmospheric. It's it's great. Unfortunately, it's also short-lived. Cut to! A real dingy-looking building. Where... Oh, it's in Langley. The Picket, Kirby Road, Langley, Virginia. Where army stuff's going down. There's army stuff going down. This part is less interesting. A woman meets another woman. They discuss things that don't really make sense. You know, army code terms. They give their passes and their credentials and they go inside this building. Um, They talk about how Wonder Woman was just seen entering Bwunden's airspace. Um, They swipe the card, Commander Etta O'Candy, and uh, her nails are done, and there's an E. There's an E on her nail. That's fun. Uh, They go in, and they uh, request the feed to go up, and there's an entire page of how the feed isn't working and how they're trying to get it work, get it to work, how to try to get it work. Sure, sentences are fluid and are whatever we say they are. They get the feed up, and the feed is, hey, we know that guy, Steve Trevor, concussion guy, PTSD guy with the bent leg. He's in the middle of a firefight. He is dressed to the nines as an army dude. He is shooting at stuff with his army bros. It is a straight-up generic army film all up in this. They, it is, they have scarves on. They're all dressed in green. He's got a beard. Come on. This is modern-day army stuff. Let's take it seriously. They're saying things like, Picket, Echo, Alpha. What you? What were you saying? Anyway, they win. They kill a bunch of guys. And uh, what essentially happens is some real vague stuff goes down. The young lady says, I need you more determined, Chief. We've got to stop him from reaching his target. I'm asking you boys to get there first. We'll make it happen. Trevor out. There's no real information here. Just some real serious army stuff. Take it seriously, guys. They've got guns. Cut to Diana in the jungle. She is walking through, 
and comes upon a giant pile of bones. It's made of rib cages and skulls and more bones and more skulls. And then it has arms, which are also made out of skulls and bones and arms and more bones. <laughs> it's gross. She says, you do this for sport, how far you've fallen, my friend. If this is a warning, if it is meant for me, I defy it. I give you my warning, the second. I wish to pass in peace, but I will fight you if I must. If you force me to fight, you will lose. This is also pretty vague. We don't really, I mean, there's some animalistic looking uh, people in the background, but you don't really know what's happening, but it's more interesting than generic McArmy Steve Trevor concussion man stuff, right? So, essentially, we're going to skip that. What all that stuff boils down to is they know Wonder Woman's in the same place where Steve is going to be, and that's going to be trouble because they knew each other for a while. And they call Steve on it. And Steve's like, nah, it's fine. It's alright. We haven't talked in a while. And they're like, okay. And they hang up. There is one kind of cool moment where uh, they're driving in their Jeep, and uh, one of the guys says, seriously, Steve, there's like a million better photos on the internet. You've got to get a p- better picture of her, man. And Steve says, yeah, I know, Davey, but the thing is, this one's mine. And it's a mug shot. He's got this mug shot of Diana. And she's standing next to like a height chart and all this. But she's got such like this nice, happy smile. It's, 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 like, it's almost goofy. It's such a great picture. It it's I mean, why wouldn't he want that picture? That is an amazing picture. Anyway, it's hard to describe. Check it out. She coke cut cut to Diana in the jungle, and she's hunting down this thing that she's trying to get an answer from, and of course, she has to fight a bunch of animalistic-looking sort of bat creatures with knives, and she fends them off. And it works. For, for like two pages. And then boom, back to Steve Trevor. Like I said before, Steve is inextricably linked to her origin stories. I could do without it. He goes to a village. He discovers that the village has wounded. And he says, we're going to help. We're going to help. And we're going after this guy named Kadulo. And... uh they say, you came too late. Kadulo has cut out our hearts. Kadulo took our daughters. Cut to Diana beating the crap out of some things. These weird sort of werewolves. Batwolves? Bat-were-werewolves. Werewolves. Face me. And she, she, she wins. She beats crap out of all and says, face me. Talk to me. I didn't ask for this fight. Only that you listen. And then she gets attacked really quickly by things that we don't see. Just claws and teeth and all this, and then finally there's a uh, a big splash page where she's holding off this human cat-looking creature that I don't recognize, but I, I imagine it's a huge reveal and, and means a lot, so no discrediting, right? She says, Steve Mascara, I can't find it. I can't find my way home. Barbara Ann, please help me find my way back home. I don't know who Barbara Ann is. She's a cat creature, I know that much. And she's deserving of a flash page, a splash page. That's it. That's the end of the issue. It's it's really it's it's really very good. I I I know that I really downplayed the um, the army guy stuff, and that part was a little dull. But the fact of the matter is, the art is still beautiful, even in those pages. 
it's still engrossing. Um, all credit in the world to Liam Sharp uh, and Laura Martin. They're the ones who, the, the artist and colors respectively, and then Greg Rucka, the writer. It's great. Go and buy it. This is on sale right now. This came out, I think, last week. They're, they're coming out with new comics all the time. You're going to get behind. Go buy it now. Wonder Woman number one. Go get. I know that it's... I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm now a reader of Wonder Woman. And I think that's as good a place as any to, uh, to end this particular episode of Panel Riot. To that end, before we close the book on another episode... I have a few things to share with you. First, thank you for listening to Panel Riot, the only podcast in the world with three Michelin stars. Would you like more? Well, more is available. You can find us at our base of operations, panelriot.com. And what can you do at panelriot.com? Whatever you want. Specifically, you can donate to the cause. As mentioned earlier, it, it's just it's a wonderful time to be a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. You have my undying gratitude as well as a few exclusives. TJ, our newest contributor, TJ, follow him at T-E-E-S-Q-U-A-R-3. He's getting business cards. He's getting custom-made business cards that say that he's an executive producer of Panel Riot. That's good stuff. Not many people have that, but you can have it. Go to panelriot.com, click the link that says Patreon, and go from there. You know what? It's my show, and this really means a lot to me, so I'm going to thank these people yet again. Sincerely, thank you. Ellen Hemington at Coyotitude, Meredith Staten at Mare Bear Doodles, Tony O'Garza, VW Revolution, Ed Burke at Ed Burke 37 the great Sorgatron at Sorgatron, and again, 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 thank you, TJ. Thank you for your contribution at T-E-E-S-Q-U-A-R-E. Not E, but three. On a scale of one to ten, say it with me now, they are the best. You can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. You can also follow Internet Sensation and Panel Riot intern Stan at Intern Stan. You can also follow the Petri family at Petri Wine and ask them any question you like. You can ask them for their secret wine recipe. What, how much time do they have to take to make good wine? Reach out. The answers are there if you want them. Our show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including iTunes. You can also head over to panelriot.com and click the link that says most recent episode. It does what it say it do. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review the show. It helps more people find the podcast, and you will make up for that weird thing you said in that conversation the other day if you do. Incidentally, it's now easier than ever to listen to the Riot for Android users. You can now hear Panel Riot on Google Play Music. I want to know what you think of the show. Please email us at panelriot at gmail.com. Let me know what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like. How, on a scale of 1 to 10, offended were you from the original Wonder Woman from 1942? Thanks for listening, true believers. And remember, life is too short to read bad comics.
proud member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.